Nora's doing swell. She loves it down here. She walks anywhere from two and a half, three miles a day. And what she doesn't realize is she's saving my life. Yeah. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. You're losing weight, right? I'm trying, Ed, trying. Got to keep that ticker strong, you know? You got it, you got it buddy. You so, got Griff, it. I think I might know the answer to this, but tell us your worst bug job that you've been on. My worst? Bugs was on Flatbush Avenue with you. We did this roach job. Well, we literally walked in, and you're like, all right, Tom, well, I'm going to meet you. We're going to do this clean out at 3 o'clock, and the infestation was so bad. Like, the walls were moving. There was a crib. The woman's like, oh, yeah, I haven't let the exterminator in for three years. It, it was, it was, you sit in seminars, and you see pictures of this house. You know, it's like the worst infestation, and you're like, oh, this can't happen. That's nonsense, where you hear the Stories of the roaches feeding on the baby's lips with the dry milk and all that. And you hear these stories and you're like, oh, this is some just old timer, you know, making things up and blah, blah. We literally walked in the house. We just, my God, the walls were moving everything. So we did that clean out. That's one of my worst. I love roaches. I love treating for roaches because you see the instant gratification when it's a huge clean-out, you know, and they're just dropping. It was just such a nasty job that I took off my clothes and I drove home in my boxer shorts and no shirt. And I have, like, a pear-shaped body, so I'm not, like, this beautiful specimen driving down the street on a hot summer day. And I got fucking pulled over. I got pulled over by a Lego cop, a cop in one of those three-wheel trikes for talking to my gosh-darn mom and, and I was just, and I, I got a ticket. And that was like, that was probably my most aggravating bug job joke. <laughs> Sorry, not my worst. <laughs> but I just remember, insult to injury. You know, I'm driving home naked, not because like I'm some Fabio, <laughs> just because I was in this awful job. And just, I couldn't trust that there weren't roaches with me. You know, it was like, we didn't need the Tyvek suit. So you get pulled over and you're ass naked in the car. What's the cop say to you? <laughs> the cop had no sense of humor. None, none, none. Nor should any cop working work in the detail on Flatbush Avenue between the dollar cabs and the horrible drivers. I mean, they, he just had no sense of humor. No PBA card was saving me nothing. I may have not even had one then. He just wrote me a ticket. Like, I'm for what? For talking course, on the phone? Like, for talking on the phone. Or was talking it for having a pear-shaped pale body? <laughs> <laughs> probably both. Probably both, you know? you know? I was probably 80 pounds lighter then, too. So, God, if I did that now, I'd fucking get arrested. But uh, not just the ticket. <laughs> Straight to the island. No, knowing my luck, it would happen on a Friday and they'd stick me in the tomb. I remember this other job we did, Joe, at, at a pizzeria on Flatbush. You remember that? Yes, Louie and Scurvy. Yeah. Louie and Scurvy's, yes. My seal on my respirator wasn't working and it was raining. We fogged it. And I'm on the freaking curb uh, and just vomiting violently. Just, just, it was just insane, insane. And if there's anything I can convey to any new technician out there, is take your PPE seriously. Wear your gloves, wear your dust mask, wear your respirator, whenever you're handling this stuff. Because 
I am prime example of, of thinking you don't need to do it with tracking powder. and You need it. I remember putting tracking powder in a bulb duster with proper training, thinking, oh, I don't need the long sleeve shirt because it's 100 degrees. My boss had given me one, gave me a long sleeve shirt, you know, gloves, everything. And I just remember not, not using it and not feeling well. So everything yeah. that is taught to you by Ed and Joe, this is just from firsthand. This is not a plug. This is legit advice. So why do you think it's such a good time now as opposed to the last couple of times we discussed it? The business end that really makes sense is, you know, Terminex bought Copasan. Copasan, now you have all these Copasan partners. They're either going to become Terminex or they're going to create their own company. And then the other local company in Virginia was purchased. And they're number driven and they're going to have so many jobs that we have a good partner, right? It's just DC is getting a lot of press with bed bugs. You have a mayor in DC who's actively wanting to work on the pest control within the district. Her first initiative was with bed bugs. And then her second initiative, which is actually kind of quieted her first is now on rats, but she actually, I did bed bug work with another company, actual the treatment with a elderly, they have a elderly protective services here, kind of like child protective services. So like DC will intervene. So essentially there's just a lot of press going on with pest control in general. It's a hot spot right now. And not that we're in it for a short time, we're in it for a long time, but it's just it's good to be able to bring New York experience and the tri-state experience down to, you know, Maryland, Virginia, and, and D.C. One thing that's always going to be booming in the world is pest control in the spirit industry. People are always going to be afraid of bugs, and people are always going to want to drink. So pest control is probably going to be one of the last things someone would cut because nobody wants to take care of their, their insects by themselves. And, and drinks, you drink when time times are good and times are bad. So, you know, I don't think the government shutdown really affected us. The only thing it affected for me was traffic. And it was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. I made it work. It normally takes me like 28 minutes. I would make it like 24 minutes, 22 minutes. Yo, what was that? What was that special lane that I drove in that cost me about 50 bucks? <laughs> yes. Yes, we have privatized roads down here in Northern Virginia. Not that our, our taxes are so high. And then we insult, you know, insult the injury. We have uh, express lanes here, HOV express lanes, where if you have an easy pass express, you can drive on the roads. And it's not a set price. Don't be confused. We do it by time of day. So in the morning, it could be very expensive. In the evening, it's very expensive. You know, there's times actually in the middle of the night when they're doing construction on the roads that it's expensive. So essentially they've gotten, they've, they've made driving, if you're willing to pay it. Now, Joe, you did it once and you, and you loved it, but imagine having to pay that every day. There's people paying 40 bucks to get to work every day. That's a lot of money. No, that's crazy. You still there, Ed? I'm here. What are you doing? Making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Actually, I'm cooking fish. Oh, new diet, huh? This... Uh, if you want to lose weight, eat, eat fish three nights a week. 
And I need more than fish three nights a week. I may need fish seven nights a week. Listen, listen. I had this dog. Mm -hmm. I did the same thing you did. I walked that dog two, three miles a day, and I lost 10 pounds doing that. Then I went to the gym with my friend Norman. I lost another 10 pounds. Then I went to Weight Watchers. I kept walking the dog, kept going to the gym. I lost another 30 pounds. Along the way, I learned if I ate fish, I could lose weight real quick. You know, it's, it's 80% wow. diet, 20% exercise. I agree. I agree. You know what? You know what the thing is, though? Besides the fish, no matter what you have, it's going to be meat, chicken, whatever. I made this thing up called mush where I chop up a bunch of, like, peppers, onions, apples, zucchini, sometimes raisins, and uh, garlic. What is that, like something that you make to not want to eat it? It sounds disgusting, right? That's you can say pan? whatever you want, Junior, but the shit tastes good. It sounds it's very, disgusting. It's very, it's very nutritious. Besides all of what I told you, put a can of diced tomatoes in the pot with it. So there's enough of this mush. You can use it in the morning. We want to make like you want to mix it with your with your scrambled eggs and stuff like that. This sounds disgusting. <laughs> I mean, it does. It, it sounds. Disgusting. You sure you don't call that shit? I think I'd rather see you eat spam. Don't be don't be so negative. Oh my god, man. So anyway, so you may have heard us refer to Tom Griffin before by his many. Lovely names, Big Red, Ed Sheehan would call some Howdy Doody. Richie, That's my favorite. Richie Cunningham may have been used here or there. <laughs> yes. Yes. But um, if you recall, Tom is the guy that we sell, said could sell ice to Eskimos. Yeah, um, I got... Uh, it's, uh... Yeah, that was interesting how I got into pest control sales. But that, that could be another story. But you excelled in sales, period. Yeah. I remember doing a termite treatment. And let's back that up. I got to kill, core the holes in Brooklyn. I got to core the holes. And then next thing you know, I'm selling Centricon, throwing out names like Nova Flumeron, Hexaflumeron, and, and all this. And I'm like, Jesus. And I'm actually selling this stuff. So you know? how did you all get that. your uh, your reputation for selling? How did I get it? Uh, essentially, I just insisted. I had my lack of trust in people. I got paid commission, a nice commission. I would not get paid until the client had paid. Front. I told people, I learned this from a mortgage broker. I said the best compliment is a referral. I entered a company that was at the time probably eight million, nine million, and I was the youngest greenhorn sales guy, and so I had to build my own sales. And um, I would just not be afraid to ask for referrals. And I heard the word no a lot, and I never. Got discouraged. I started selling during the height of the market in New York, and it was great. It was great. People were spending money. The people had incredible credit lines. I remember I walked in this house in Chappaqua, New York. The people were my age that bought the house, so at the time they were probably 26, 27. They probably worked in the financial field. They didn't need pest control, but their neighbor had pest control. So they, they wanted to protect their home. You know, they, they were wise. They wanted, you know, the best offense sometimes is good defense. Defense, was, so they wanted proactive treatment. And uh, I walked in this house, it was probably seven 8,000 square feet, and they had no furniture, none, none. And, the, and I said, oh, did you just move in? And the guy said, no, do you know how much it costs to furnish a house this size? And I didn't, I didn't. You know, it's a huge house, but they had 
the Mercedes in the driveway. Lo and behold, the guy's buying $1,000 worth of tick treatments, and he's buying pest control for $600 a year. Then he's buying termite monitoring stations. So people trusted me and trust me. And you know, I worked for a good company at the time. They delivered a good product. And, and that's how I did it. Did any of that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it makes yes. perfect sense. You get, you get to hear no a lot, but you don't give up. Right. D.C. is a different different beast in New York. The physical D.C., the office buildings and things like that. But the residential market is thriving like New York. And the co-ops and the condos and the management companies. They're like residential management companies. So I find my best relationships in situations like that can start at the engineer level. Not even the person that's managing the building, but the person that's taking care of the building. The person that really knows the building. They yeah, may not be able to make the decisions, you know, but they can help you facilitate meeting the people that can make the decisions. And if I can get them to trust me and, and, and take them step by step how I can make their job easier and managing their building easier, then, then they'll want to use us. Right? And, you know... And I think that's a good thing to bring because this is a very transient community. Um, and you have a lot of, I, I got to walk a line here, but you have a lot of people that go back and forth to certain places that may have bed bugs. The thing about bed bugs to me is it becomes this stigma and you have to sympathize with your client, you know, and, and just talk them through it, walk them through it and tell them the dog is the best thing for and dog can can pinpoint it so once again we're going to be at legislative day it's from february 24th to february 26th in dc at capitol hill you could go on mpma website if you want to meet big red tom and i are going to be at target specialties winter workshop at the maritime institute in lithica maryland on that Thursday, February 28th, we were invited by Target Specialties. We want to thank Jim Herity for that. And then that Friday, we're going to be yes. entertaining pest management professionals at Top Golf. Is it in Alexandria? It's in Alexandria, Virginia, yes. It will be an invite only. If you're from that area and you're a PMP owner, manager, reach out to us at colonyconfidential at gmail.com. Or you could reach out to uh, Joe at SynergySense.net or T. Griffin at SynergySense.net. Let us know that you're interested in coming. Sheehan, what do you got to yeah. say, Jumanji? What do I have to say? Yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to getting much better. So I go down and see my friend Tom Griffin and uh, take a look at the area down here. You can... He could show me around D.C. or whatever, and um, maybe I could learn a few things from him. And uh, I am sure, as always, I would have a good time when I was with Tom Griffin. Yeah. Thank you, Ed. You're welcome. I look forward to seeing you, too. Yes. We got the Marine Corps Marathon here next year, so maybe I'll put your name in the running. <laughs> thank you again tom thank for coming you. on thanks for uh canceling your evening doctor's appointment once again to be with us jesus joseph 
I had to get out of my sick bed and crawl over to the microphone so I could be on your podcast. This is Joe Sheehan, Colony Confidential, thanking you for listening. Look for us coming to D.C., Maryland for a whole week at the end of the month. Mr. Mrs. American, all the ships at sea. This is Ed Sheehan. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe and review. Send us anything you want us to know about at colonyconfidential at gmail.com.